everybody. Welcome to Player Versus Plot, the podcast where we take video game stories seriously. I'm Lindsay, and with me, just like always, I've got Chris and Sterling. And today, we're taking a different look at the Zelda games, because I have a bone to pick with the Zelda timeline. Oh, you got a bone to pick a with it? Lindsay's calling the timeline out. We don't need a timeline. We need a timeline, because I need to know, like, when was Link born? <laughs> When's his birthday? <laughs> so we can celebrate. When I've spent a year playing this game, how do I know when? Wait, okay, say you're celebrating, you have a birthday party for Link. What food do you make sure is there? Rupees. Wait, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Monster <laughs> extract. He doesn't have a pinata, he just has pots <laughs> to break. Um, he um. likes milk. I my first thought was milk. I'm like lawn lawn milk. Very like buttercream cake made <laughs> with lawn lawn milk. Ooh, buttercream cake with lawn lawn milk is a good answer. Good answer. Unfortunately, the timeline does not give us Link's birthday. Any of the links, mm-hmm. but it does tell us. What do you mean any of the links? Well, there's lots of links. No, there's just Link. There's what just what are you talking link. about? Did you know that all of the stories were linked together? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sterling just moved his hands as if cueing us to laugh. No, I was doing like the links with my he fingers. Was, he was oh. making a circle with one hand and he's making a finger with the other. Sorry. We'll edit that out. <laughs> so the Zelda timeline. The official Zelda timeline was released when? What, 2012? It was uh, shortly after Skyward Sword, I think. Yep. So 2012, I think. No, 2011. I remember playing <laughs> oh, okay. because I played it over Thanksgiving break, and I was working the front desk of my dorm at the time, and I brought my TV down with my oh, Wii down. Oh, nice. Yeah, and nobody was there, and I was like, well, I'm getting paid time and a half for this, so let's get paid time and a half for some. I would not play through that game even if I were making time and a half. I would have to make way more money than that to play through that game. As someone who who played through a good chunk of that game. Well, guess how I got through Skyward Sword? Being paid time and a half. <laughs> so I think I enjoyed the game the most yeah. out of any of you. Probably. So and real, you too, listeners. Real quick, maybe for fun, funsies, what is everyone's favorite Zelda game? I assume we all have the same answer, so maybe we'll have to... All right, on three. <laughs> Ready? One, two, Breath of the Wild. three... <laughs> Skyward Sword? What? <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Yeah, right. it's Breath of the Wild. Oh, mine was... Uh, I won't say Wand of Gen. I'll say... <laughs> Wand of mine, No, mine actually Hyrule is... Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> mine actually is Link's Crossbow Training. No, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. All right, now that you hit almost every obscure one except for the uh, CD other CDI games. I don't remember that one. Uh, okay, fine, fine. It, uh, it is linked to the past. Oh, okay, okay. My favorite is Breath of the Wild, and I would put Wind Waker in second. Oh, I did love Wind Waker. I hated Wind Waker. We'll have to do a whole episode about Wind Waker. Because, that, yeah, that's what that means when Sterling says he yeah, hated it. Yeah, it does. It means we have to have it out. No, please. Please don't make <laughs> me sail around will, forever. We will put Sterling on trial. Well, and I think Wind Waker is one of the games where the timeline... Matters. A little, no, yeah. For Wind Waker, it really does matter, because... Or at least the continuity, right, between the yeah. games. It, so, it, it does reference the other games, yes. and it's part of the themes of that game. Do we want to start at the beginning of the timeline? So you don't... Okay, I will 
walk you through how these games were related at the beginning when they okay. first came out. Okay, because I will say, from there. Chris, you've probably played the most Zelda games of the three of us. I don't Maybe? know. I played both Oracle of Ages and Seasons, and if that doesn't push me over... I played then... Seasons, but not Ages. Was that like playing both Pokemon Red and Blue? Oh, yeah. Okay. More than that. But actually, the stories were different. The whole game was different. Yeah, oh, okay. They were totally okay. different games. So they were released at the exact same time and kind of the same time period that yeah. Blue and Red came out so that you're like, they oh, they're the same game. Oh, I see. So okay. they missed the part where Pokemon just made the same, the same game, game twice. Right. <laughs> okay, so walk us through pre-official timeline Okay. continuity. So you have the original Legend of Zelda, um, and it is, of course, about Link collecting pieces of the Triforce of Wisdom. Um, to save Zelda from the evil wizard Ganon, or the pig Ganon, who has the Triforce of Power. So at the time, there were only two Triforces. They were called the Triforce because they were triangles. Right. Oh! Right. So Link didn't actually have any courage. There was no Courage Triforce at the time in oh, Zelda okay. 1. Then in Zelda 2, um, they kind of zoom out. Like, if you look at the map of Zelda 1, it actually fits exactly into this little part of the Zelda 2 map. So it's like, oh, this wasteland you were in was actually like part of this big, cool That's world cool. all along. So then in Zelda 2, they the story, in the, at least in the manual, because you know a lot of games back then, he told you the story through the manual and the game. Yeah. And so it starts with Link finding out that there is another Zelda who is are the they original. Both named Zelda? Yes. That that's the game where they start talking about how there are people named Link and Zelda and stuff. Like reincarnation. Yeah, it's kind of like John and Mary or something. There's Although, just a lot yeah. of them. Okay. At the time, I don't think it was like a mythological thing. I think it was just every princess is named Zelda or something like that. Okay, just like in the real world. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this Zelda is the person that the legend is named after. The Zelda they introduced in okay. two. And she is in eternal sleep because she is cursed by something and you have to break this curse. And they they don't talk about the other Zelda at all. Oh, she's just gone. And, yeah, yeah, she's gone from there. Right? I don't know where she went. Well, um, I mean, she was a cheap ripoff. Now he's got the original. Yeah. Are you so the same Link? You are the same Link. You're older okay. now. You okay. go on a quest to find the Triforce of Courage. So, so that is, exists now. Yes. They introduce it with that one. Okay. And it's um, implied that it has always existed. You just didn't know about it in the previous game? I think, yes. Okay. And then um, the third game, I'm pretty sure, even in Japan, even though it wasn't in the title, um, it was intended to be a prequel to the other two games. Because okay. this game actually introduces um, the three goddesses. It talks about the Triforce as actually something that used to be one complete thing that was broken apart later. Okay. Um, and in Link to the Past, it is like together. Okay. And uh, it, it talks about Ganondorf. For the first time, it, it gives who, you the backstory the of The king of thieves. Who was your villain in 1 and 2? Um, in 1, it was Ganon. Who's different Pig, than Ganondorf? Pig right. Yes. Ganondorf is the human, or right. the Gerudo okay. person, right. who turns into Ganon. Okay, because this is a prequel. And you find out why he turns into Ganon. I see. So, Link to Pass actually, like, it kind of is like the blueprint for, like, almost every game to come after that. It right. sets up... The whole origin story, it sets up the idea of the Master Sword requiring you to, like, prove yourself. It sets up this trinity of Link and Zelda and Ganondorf, each possessing one of the three traits of the Triforce, which was kind of expounded on in um, Ocarina of Time. And so the interesting thing about Link to the Past is it itself has this backstory. And in the backstory, it says, like, okay, there was a thief named Ganondorf, and... 
he wanted power, so he went to the Golden Land where the goddesses left the Triforce, and he touched it, and that turned him into kind of a distorted a version of himself, which is a pig. It shows what's in your heart. Oh my god. So, yeah. How would you feel if you touched, like, an artifact of power, and it was like, I'm going to show you what's in your heart, and yeah, what's in your heart is a pig. Or a bunny. That's what Link turns into. Link yeah. turns into a bunny in yeah. this yes. game? So the, the Triforce exists in the Golden Land. Oh, I would and, turn into yeah. a fox or an owl. Just since you guys asked, I thought I'd... I don't know what I would... This is too big of a question to think of an answer to. <laughs> yeah, so. right now. We'll think of it. What's your answer. Triforce what, animal? What is in your heart, Lindsay? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come owl. back to that at the end of the episode. Um, so... Uh, in the Golden Land, people take their the form of what's in their heart. So when Link goes there, if he doesn't have a magic item to stop that from happening, he becomes a harmless bunny. Why? Um, Ganon becomes a pig. Why is Link a bunny? Because he's like pure and he's har- He's like friendly and. Link is anything but harmless in the Zelda games that I have played. Well, he's harmless as fuck when he's a bunny. Let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why you need to get the moon pearl to stop that from happening. Okay. Right. So then it also tells you that before, like, this is the intro to Link to the Past. Like, this is one of the first games I remember where, like, the game actually sets up everything for you in the game itself. But in this case, uh, the intro credits or whatever. Okay. So it tells you that a long time ago, um, you know, Ganon went to do this. He got control of the Triforce. And then there was a war called the Imprisoning War. And in this war, there were these seven wise men, is what they called it. And they fought against Ganon and they imprisoned him in the Golden Land. So they basically said, okay, the land where the Triforce is kept, no one's going to go there anymore. We're just going to have to <laughs> call out a loss, chalk that one up. So they seal him away that's in the Golden Land. That's what everyone does in so many Zelda games. And that's why Ganon has to use like a puppet named Agamem in order to exert influence over the Light World. And this is all... A Link to the Past? This is all A Link to the right. Past. Right. Link to the Past has a lot to it. When were these three released? Uh, Link to the Past was 89, I think? Or no, no, 91. 91. Yeah. Because 86 was Legend of Zelda, if I'm not Yes. Thinking. Yeah, there was a bit there was the 25-year reunion was for Skyward Sword. And, and I think Zelda 2 was like 87, 88 or something. Okay. So we have those three, and those are the yes. first ones. They established so, this directly exactly. linked narrative. So Ocarina of Time comes out. And that's and 97, 8? 98. Okay. I will tell you in one second. I will predict 98. 98, yes. Nice. So Ocarina of Time comes out, and you find out, oh, there's seven sages. Oh, we need to imprison Ganon. And then you realize, okay, this is a prequel. This in itself is a prequel to Link to the Past. Is it? Yes. Do they say that? Um, they tell they imply it because you meet the seven wise men who are the seven sages. Right. It turns out they're not all men either. Right. Only, like two you of them. have Saria and Raru and Nabaru and Rudo and Darunia. Okay. Let's keep reading. <laughs> so I always interpreted. I guess I'll take my stand here. Uh huh. And I'll, I'll defend it throughout. I interpreted most Zelda games as an independent reimagining of a myth. The way, like, I will read any retelling of Beauty and the Beast anytime because I think it's a really fun theme and there are fun tropes in there and, and archetypes. And I thought Zelda was very clever to establish its own mythology and then retell it in new ways and that they all have this common touchstone of a shared mythos and a shared mythology but they're like parallel universes. It's This is a reimagining of a fairy tale that you know. And for Link to the Past and Zelda 1 and 2, they're all directly related. 
and I think there are some Wind Waker and the Spirit tracks and one more are all directly like some of them. Like the game itself mentions another yes. game. Yes. Hourglass. Yeah. Yes. Hourglass. Yeah. Or like Four Swords and Minish Cap. Mm-hmm. And Triforce Heroes. Yeah. Everyone's favorite. So I think some of them are directly related and that's fine, but I think each of them are their own pocket oh, universes. Yeah. I mean, they all work on their own. Which I, I really right, liked exactly. it like that, which is why I think the timeline is stupid. So I, I agree that the timeline isn't my favorite, but that's only because I don't like how they structured it. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get into that. that. We have to yeah. we have to go through the official one. Oh, do we do okay. So okay, we're still on the old one. Yeah, the old one. So Ocarina, Ocarina has come, comes out. out. It's kind of linked. It establishes itself as kind of like what was happening in the intro of Link to the Past. Right. And Majora's mask clearly directly follows Ocarina of Time because you're the child story. Yes. 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 Um and then we get the one that kind of changes everything, Wind Waker. Because Wind Waker very clearly depends on um, Ocarina of Time being uh, like a folktale within the world of the story. And yet it's in the, it's a, what, a hundred years later or something like that. And, you know, Link to the Past and Zelda 1 and 2 seem like they should be happening during that time too. So what's going on there? And that's when I think people started to wonder like, okay, Maybe Ocarina of Time is starting a different set of stories, or they're not really sure right. what's going Which on is anymore. How yeah. I always interpreted it as Wind Waker imagines, what if they had a similar mythos, but then everything was buried in water? And the answer was, well, the fish people would grow wings, of course. I mean, that's like real life. Which is a weird direction, but... I think I when I played Wind Waker, I thought that it was some sort of like devastating flood had happened. To the land of Ocarina of Time. Yeah. And the freshwater Zoras got wings. Ooh. And the saltwater Zoras just hung out because the world was their oyster. No, they just became <laughs> map makers. Oh, they just became fish? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a downgrade. So I always just saw it as a parallel universe. It says you understand this kind of mythos, you understand this world. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Hyrule is a universe. And we are playing through different fairy tales that they tell, right? I mean, I I think that every Zelda is designed for it to be read that way, in addition to any potential link they hint at, if they do hint at something. So you think that Wind Waker was the inciting game? I think so, because I think Wind Waker is the game that the most relies on these characters kind of confronting a version of themselves that may have existed before or some okay. archetype that existed before. And I don't think it needs to be Ocarina of Time. So I mean, then... I think it could be any Zelda yeah. game. Yeah. The release order of the major, the major mainline Zelda games after that would be Twilight Princess is next. Not, like, not counting all of, like, the handheld games. Yeah. yeah. Twilight Princess, then Skyward Sword. And Breath of the Wild. And then Breath of the Wild. And I have, no, honestly, I haven't really looked at the timeline for that stuff that much. All I know is that... According to, I think, a a change they made to the Japanese website a few days ago, Breath of the Wild is at the end of every timeline in Zelda. Regardless. And I say every timeline because the timeline is now, I think, a a pitchfork or a... a (laughs) Yeah, it's a trident. It's a trident. That's my biggest gripe with it right there. So let's go through the official timeline. I think it should only be a Biden. Okay, let's go through (laughs) the official timeline. Okay. All right. So... This is the official Nintendo release. Starts with Wand of Gamelon. Oh my god. If it did, I would be so upset. (laughs) 
I don't uh, even know what that is. Oh, it's like one of the off-brands. Yeah, it was, just... a C- it was like a CDI something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. I know what it is. I know yeah. what it is. And it's got terrible animations and no direction. Wait, It should we... have been the cartoon as a game. Speaking... It would have been great. I was going to say, speaking of terrible animations in Zelda, the Zelda cartoon... Guys, we, we watched it recently to make fun of it. Not bad, I, I think. I mean, my expectations were that it would be maybe a 1 out of 10, and it's solid probably a five. 3 or 4. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd give it a, a solid, solid 6. Five. Well, solid 6 out of 10. 3 or 4, which is still exponentially you, larger. Using the full scale, I think it's as good as many other cartoons yeah. from that time. Yeah. I, it's like on par with Thundercats and Captain Planet. The memes had me thinking it was much more sexist than it is. I'm not saying it's not sexist. But it makes sense in context. Guys, watch it. Zelda's pretty annoying. I, I think the love triangle between Link, <laughs> Zelda, and, believe it or not, a fairy that he has not yet eaten is actually pretty fun. Is like the fairy it. not Navi? No. no Navi, Navi is only in Ocarina of Time. Oh. Link has either eaten or consorted <laughs> with many fairies. Yeah. Why do you think he eats them? I don't know what else he's doing with them. <sighs> they go away. Yeah, they, they disappear. No, they no. Escape. So in Ocarina of Time, they like circle you and disappear. Yeah. And the games before that, you touch them and then they just disappear, which makes it seem like... They're just like circling them. you and disappearing. And you get hearts. A lot of hearts. Them. Like six hearts. They, they magic heal you. I think you eat them. Well, anyways. I think you put stuff in a bottle you're going to eat. The timeline (laughs) begins. (laughs) You don't put rubies in a bottle. Sorry. Not You know what? That's really true. The only things you put in bottles are edible. No. You put bugs in bottles. They're edible. They're edible. Yeah, but you don't eat them in the game. (laughs) How do you know? You put them down and they go in cracks and crevices and pop out gold school tolls. That's fair. Okay. All right. See? So you keep your pets in bottles as well. The pet fairies is not a lot worse. No, not a lot better. You keep Navi in your pants. <laughs> oh, oh my god, you're right, actually. Do you? Yeah. Well, you keep her in I the A button. I thought she was, button. like, in your hat. When you push the A button, she comes out. Right. Okay. So it could be in, like, the Batman utility belt. But anyways, <laughs> the game begins with, or the timeline, rather, begins uh-huh. with Skyward Sword. Not the 1986 Legend of Zelda, but Skyward Sword. Well, that's very intentional. Right. Because that game's about how the Master Sword came into Yeah, oh my god. I never finished it. Yeah, yeah. well, neither did I. I, I again, I, I got paid while I was playing it, luckily. Oh yeah, so you could tell us, like, what is the significance to this greater continuity of, of Skyward Sword? Why, why is it important? Really, what happens in Skyward Sword is that there is an emergence of a demon king, and the goddess Hylia is reborn as Zelda. Oh, there's everyone lives in the sky. All the humans live in the sky. Well, but, I mean, like, from like a greater story perspective. Yeah, there is. The there world, is a background. World was created by the three like goddesses, and then the goddess of Hylia, not one of the three goddesses that created the world, was given the Triforce to protect the yeah, world. Yeah, the three but goddesses. She could not actually use the Triforce to protect it. So. She divested her godliness from herself and created almost an avatar-like person, which is Zelda, which is a reincarnation of her over and over and over again. Zelda is Megami Tensei. (laughs) But anyways, she needs to stop this evil demon lord in Skyward Sword, and so Zelda goes on a quest to try and stop that from happening. At the same time, 
you, Link, find the goddess's sword, which you eventually, throughout the entirety of the game, forge into the master sword, which is the sword that you use throughout the majority of the rest of the games, save, like, the Minish Cap. So who's the Demon King? Demise. It's Ganon. No, it's, well, yes. Does he become Ganon? Well, that's why this game felt really bad to me, was that the entirety of the game, you have this one villain, Demise, a demon lord, and at the end of it, it's like, aha, I gotcha, I'm actually just gonna become Ganon. How does he become Ganon? Is that interesting at all? Not really, and it's not really becoming Ganon, but aesthetically, it's very similar. So does he link to the later games at all, the Demon King? He does. He at some point says so, yeah. that, that he warns Link and Zelda when it's clear he's going to lose that there will mm-hmm. be a reincarnation cycle. Right. Oh, so he, so Hylia is Zelda and Demise becomes Ganon. I see. And so they just keep on getting reincarnated do, do over... Do you come from some primordial being too? No. Like a dude? Link isn't... So I think the difference between... Zelda and Ganon, who are kind of the same spirit continuing uh-huh. on, and Link, is that Link isn't so much of a reincarnation, but every time this happens... Oh, so someone ends Someone up with right. the hero spirit. That's so, cool. I like that. Well, that's, that's, what, cool. that's what happens is that Hylia acknowledged that she could not do it by herself, so she has like a chosen hero as well. I see. Literally, she's a goddess, and she has magical powers, but she can't be everywhere at once. And when everything is craving power, mm-hmm. it seems like most people will tend to tilt more so towards So Skyward power. Sword came out around the same time as the official timeline? Around the same time, yeah. So I would imagine they had these things in mind, that they wanted to create an official origin story. Because mm-hmm. this is the original myth. This is where the reincarnation cycle starts. This is where the Master Sword starts. Terrible origin story. Uh, well, the story itself isn't awful. It's really just Fee in that game. <sighs> That's your Navi. Is Fee the Master Sword? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Does it explain why the Master Sword is not talking to you in all the rest of the games? <laughs> yeah, Fee doesn't really talk to you as the Master Sword in any of the future games because they realized that Fee was a very obnoxious character. She doesn't have arms. Which I, I guess the sword doesn't either. I remember Fee being more intrusive than Navi. Yes. Which is saying a lot. Well, yes. Navi gave you the option to listen to her. Fee mandates you listen to you her. Will sit through a, you will sit through a cutscene or a bunch of dialogue with a, an NPC that tells you important information. And you're like, cool, got it. And you walk away. And then Fee's like, hi, oh. let me retell you everything you just sat so through. So you're saying that the spirit of Navi originally came from Fee. <laughs> Could be. And that's where this <laughs> tutorial spirit originated. So it turns out there's the hero, the Hylia reincarnation, the demise reincarnation, and the tutorial, the tutorial. reincarnation. So then it became, first started as Fee. Yes. Then it became the owl from Link's Awakening. No, <laughs> then it became Sahasrala from, uh, no, then oh. it became a bunch of old men <laughs> in Zelda 1. Then it became yeah, uh, Sahasrala in Link's the Past. So that's Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword, really, the three major beats in it were uh, the reincarnation cycle begins, the Master Sword is forged, and 
the Demon King emerges and is sealed away. So the next game in the timeline... Uh, is the Minish Cap, but I think we can... Let's stick with the main series, I guess. We can avoid that. Yeah, well, I do think it's important because Minish Cap and Four Swords are directly linked. And they come in this position in the timeline, but they don't really have to... They don't use the Master Sword. They use the Picori Blade. They don't deal with Ganon. I didn't even know that they don't use... They're very isolated. Yeah. But then they link into another game later because someone reincarnates that bad guy, I think. Again, Is or it tends to. It's Vati. Okay. Yeah. So those briefly happen there. I don't know what they have to do with anything, but uh, well, they happen there. So what they do is they deal with the Light Force, which is essentially Zelda and the royal family's weapon against the Dark and Ganon in yeah, all but the why, future games. Why does it have to be in this timeline? Because there's a Wizard King, Vati, and Vati really, really, really wants to harness the power of the Light Force for himself. But that's my point, is that's not directly connected to the other games, really. Oh, you're saying, like, why could they only slot into these spots? Yeah, I have, I have that no could go idea. anywhere. That's so arbitrary. It might, you know what, it might be something really tiny, like some detail about something they reference. I, I haven't played those. That. They're fun. They actually, like... I heard they're cute. When they changed the, the Japanese website to account for Breath of the Wild, they flipped, I think, Link's Awakening and the Oracle games or something. Interesting. Which I would have never thought it mattered which one was first, right. and I still don't think it does. But <laughs> it matters to someone. Something, they clearly caught something so and made that happen. At this point, then, we get to Ocarina of Time, right? The right. Zelda. Right. Well, you get Minish Cap, then you get Four Swords. Again, nothing really happens there except Vati is revived and sealed once again. Really, that's literally what the official timeline says. So Ocarina of Time is kind of another uh, blueprint kind of Zelda. It's kind of like another set of, like a bedrock because so many games reference it. Yes. And so in Ocarina of Time, you have the time travel. That's why there's three timelines. I would, would would you say it's fair to assume Ocarina of Time is the most played Zelda game? Most likely. I until was... Maybe until Breath of the Wild? Right. I, I think time and install base is going to be better for Ocarina than it is for Breath of oh, the Wild. Oh, that's fair. It's been out in so many different things. Like, I know, you know, I worked with a lot of kids, and they would go back and play Ocarina of Time. They would be nine or eight, and they would have the... You could download it on your Wii, and they were all playing it on that. Oh, and then it was and then 3DS. There was, yep, the yeah. 3DS. It was on the GameCube, too. Yep, yeah. Master Quest. So yeah. I think that with the install base, and it's kind of a classic, and it's still accessible, not for me, because I hate having to ride a Pona in that game. But that's what the deal breaker is? <laughs> that's the deal breaker. That's such a small part of that game. <laughs> and it's specifically when you are adult Link, and you have to earn um, Epona back. I I, every time I get to that, I'm like, never mind. Okay. I set it down. Set it down. Well. But most people have played that one. So I think right. it's... It's really interesting that it feels like everything prior to this in the timeline is just like, we're getting you to Ocarina, we're getting you to Ocarina. And then Ocarina's like, what if we had three timelines? Which I don't even think, I don't even think that's like a product of Ocarina of Time within the game. I mean, the two timelines might be. I The third one, I think, is the one that no one actually, because I remember I used to follow like some of the theories on it when I was younger. And I remember no person talking about three timelines before the official Hyrule Historia one. So right. true, there should be two timelines. True confessions. I've never, obviously, I've never finished Ocarina of Time. Oh, okay. So the reason there's three timelines in Ocarina of Time 
I know vaguely how it ends because I've seen speed runs. Okay. So Link does not actually warp to Hyrule Castle <laughs> from the Deku Tree. Okay. But when instead, when Link goes to pick up the Master Sword in, at the end, in, no, in the middle of the, or like maybe a third of the way through the game. Oh. He goes as a child to pick up the Master Sword. See, this is funny. You said at the end because of the speed run, you just pick yes, up. Yes, yeah. At the end. Well, I've um, gotten this far in the game where so, you're chi- you have to yes, become an adult. You get the three pendants. You get the, the Master Sword. The Master Sword tells you, or kind of, this is why it happens. Um, you're not old enough. You're not, like, wise, strong enough, whatever, to wield the Master Sword. So the Master Sword puts you to sleep, which is why Ganondorf takes Do over the world. Do you gain wisdom while you're asleep? I have no idea I why. sometimes imagine it's, like, big... And he just wakes up and he's like, I'm a kid. No, I, no, that is, I think that is exactly fight. what happens. Oh, that's dark. But I think you are not powerful enough. Like, I don't think you have the capacity to have okay. the Master like, Sword. Physically, you can't wield it. You, okay. You're not ready. You're not the hero it needs you to be. And they, they couldn't just go out and find an adult? No. It then. had to be. Well, you're the only one who got the pendants. So you oh, demonstrated okay. that you are the person who wields it. I see. It. Okay. Like, and so when you do that, okay. it's still one timeline. Because you just wake up in the future. Right. When you defeat Ganon at the end, Zelda sends you back in time because she wants you to have a childhood. So she sends you back and you become child Link again. And Which then you go dark. on to Majora's Mask. That's dark. So two, right. But two timelines. You lived as an adult there. and then you have to go back. Like Big, yeah. yeah. I mean, Big and is essentially Zelda. It's, it's that issue. I have that issue tangent with Big and with Jumanji. Anytime, oh my god, you're right. That does happen in Jumanji. Right? It's the opposite in Jumanji. Because mm-hmm. he became an adult, and then he goes back and is a kid again. But he has all those memories. I would not want someone to put me back in like a six-year-old form. I would be like, and say, "All right, live the rest of your life again." I'd be like, Shit. And then you, Jumanji, it's the opposite. The kid goes back, and he is an adult now. He's like really? forty or something. Or no, no, no actually, no, he goes back to his own time, right? Oh, well, that's what Jumanji. In the new Jumanji. I haven't we seen, haven't seen it. Oh, never. oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. That's not actually a spoiler. I, I feel like I I'm not that. watching new Jumanji for, like, the plot twists. I feel like I'd, I'm be, I'd be there for new the Jumanji. rock. I, don't well, I would watch it. I like the rock and Kevin Hart. Ocarina of Time. Three big points, if I were to condense it. Ganondorf, King of Thieves, enters the Sacred Realm because he tricks you into opening it for him. The Triforce splits into three parts. And Ganondorf transforms into Ganon the Demon King. So it ends, and the major splitting point is there. For some reason, the three new timelines are. Well, well, can we can we acknowledge that so far we have only described why two different timelines would exist? Well, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Like, yeah, like one where you are like you never picked up the Triforce, and one where I mean we never picked up the Master Sword, and then one where you did and you went to sleep. Yes. So the first, from what I understand. One timeline is the timeline you just played through. You beat Ganon, and because Zelda sends you back to being a child, you'd stop existing in that timeline? I think you do. I think you do stop existing, is my guess. So you end up in the other... You're like Trunks. In so Zelda there are parallel... We're, we're talking multiple parallel timelines yes. in this world. Yes. At least two. Which, again, is my issue with the official timeline, because if we can have parallel timelines, why are all of these games in because, parallel timelines? So I can explain. I think I, it explains why there would be two. But here's the thing: the, the wrench and everything. To me, at least, there's a third timeline. Right. This what is what if I hate. You went to sleep and then you woke up and then you still lost while fighting <laughs> Ganon. In that case, the imprisoning war happens, and then the seven wise men, aka the seven sages, defeat Ganon on their own. 
And then that leads to A Link to the Past. Which, in that timeline, works the same as how you originally described it. Um, yes. In that case, it goes right. on to it the other Link to the Past, Zelda, is Zelda 2. funny thing is that in Link to the Past, they talk about how you are descended from some bloodline of knights, which probably oh. wouldn't be the other Link. So it does yeah. kind of confirm that there are no, there's no set bloodline yes. for who Link would be. So then... But you're right. You had the question, why doesn't every game have an alternate... What yeah. if you lost? I have If no it's just idea. that arbitrary, why can't we say, oh, here's a timeline where the world was flooded. It's the Wind Waker timeline, which is how I always interpreted it. Here's a timeline where there's a sword that splits you into four people. I'm like, oh, okay, and the villain's Vati. I'm like, that's yeah. a cool timeline. There's a giant pig wizard in this one, so, I mean, I don't know. My suspension of disbelief was checked at the door a while ago. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, but we are where we are. These are official timelines. The young Link timeline, he gets sent back. He gets to live out his life. This is Majora's Mask. Yes, and that leads to Twilight Princess and Four Sword Adventures? Which I, I love. <laughs> yeah, that surprised me. Four Swords Adventures? <laughs> I love Twilight Princess. Majora's Mask is my. No shame. Was my favorite game for a very, very long time. Four Sword Adventures, does that connect? Is that the one that connects to the Minish Cap? You want to know what's really funny? And the Four Swords? Kind of, yeah. The Four Sword Adventures, originally, before it became its own GameCube game, was bundled with the Game Boy Advance remake of Link to the Past. Interesting. Um, But it was actually on the timeline with the game that didn't get made yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I wonder what it was. How do those lead into each other? Majora's Mask happens. So. My interpretation of this particular timeline, which is the hero is triumphant timeline, uh, you get sent back in time, and nobody knows you're a hero. Navi's like, well, my work here is done, and leaves you. And you're like, well, Navi's the only person that I know that knows everything that happened to me. So this is Majora's Mask. This is is the the, you've won, but you're a child again timeline. And my interpretation is that you go into the Lost Woods searching for Navi, because that's where Navi was originally from. Oh my god, why anyone would want to go find Navi after she's left you? It's like looking for a companion that has experienced the same thing and, as and you. And Epona too, right? Well, you already have Epona. I think you already have Epona. They could both stay away. So, but anyways, you go yeah. into the Lost Woods, and while you're in there, you get pulled into like this weird world of Termina where the moon is collapsing and, or falling onto the earth and you have three days to save it. I, my own interpretation here is from what was said in the Ocarina of Time game, going into the Lost Woods without a fairy turns you into a Stalfos, which is a giant skeleton monster. So my theory is that you going into the Lost Woods is you coping with your loss but also like slowly becoming a monster the reason i'm going into all this is because the hero of legend appears in twilight princess and teaches you new moves and he is a skeleton and he's this like stalfos like monster that's like like, hey i'm going to teach you all these cool moves that you should know so you can take on the monster in the future in my head canon that skeleton man that hero that you learned from is the hero from yeah, I, ocarina of time and majora's mask i feel like this timeline confirms that right i feel like it does like i have no evidence against that who else would it be right well Except i don't think they actually 
planned on I mean, any of that. Until you said that, when I looked at these timelines, <laughs> I thought, okay, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess had nothing to do with any other game. They didn't know. And they... Twilight Princess was also a little darker, and Majora's well, Mask was well, a little darker. Twilight, Twilight Princess spends a lot of time on backstory that has nothing to do with any other Zelda. So yeah, I there's a like... whole Twilight Realm, yes, which so... has existed since yes. forever. So I feel like that implies sort of like oh, you know what? I read how it links. I read this. I read this. Twilight Princess has the Twilight Realm. In Ocarina of Time, Child Link warns the king in time about Ganon, and they seal him away into the Twilight Realm. And that's how that links. Right, so Ganon actually ends up taking over. That's what it says. Oh, okay, good. Ganon's plot is stopped because you never picked up the the Master Sword. So they stop him by sealing him in the Twilight Realm. Because you do, even within Ocarina of Time, you do figure out, oh shit, I caused all the problems by picking up the Master Sword. Yes. So, until I heard that, I thought, okay, Twilight Princess mentions all this exposition about stuff that isn't referenced by anyone else. Yeah, which is fine. Which is cool. Right. So that's why it's its own timeline. And then you go to Wind Waker. The Wind Waker um, timeline, which is Wind Waker, Phantom Hourglass, and Spirit Tracks. And that follows the adult adult Link timeline. Right, because the world has already been ruined by Ganon. Yeah. And it's recovering. Yes. Yes. That makes sense. That's why there yes. would be a flood. It's like very, like a biblical, like wash yes. away the old shit. So. And I, then of course the last one is the original timeline. The, the old games. Oh, that yeah. That's the, the hero fails. Yes. So I think it's, if we're, if we establish that, first of all, parallel timelines exist. An infinite number because we already have three. Every action creates a new timeline. Yes. Why do we need any sort of linear timeline? Mm-hmm. And also, Majora's Mask goes a mention to it too, because is he in a parallel universe when he goes to Termina? Termina is played off as a different land that he's wandered into, because it would be like saying, you know, all of the wars that France and England and everything had during our, like, you know, real history. That's fine and dandy, but somebody could have wandered into China by accident. Yeah. Well, also, like, Termina is just one town. I feel like it could be near Hyrule. Well, wait, but if the moon is falling, that doesn't just affect one town. Like, if I was in oh, England yeah. the and the moon started is... to hit China, yeah. I wouldn't be like, sounds like a problem for China, right? Like, yeah, yeah. that's a concern for wait, everybody. So wait, does Majora's Mask imply that only Termina will be destroyed? In my mind, Termina is not real oh yeah that's fair so you think termina is purely a yeah, subconscious is... exploration of grief right i think because the entire game is about grief everybody that you get a mask of has died even the deku scrub happens to be the butler's son sorry oh. i could go on forever about majora's mask. we'll do a whole episode on majora's mask. majora's mask me too chris oh boy yeah. <laughs> I can't believe so you guys. Ocarina <laughs> of fa- Time and Majora's Mask, the quintessential Zelda games, are the two that I just cannot. I just can't so, get do you want to rephrase that? What? Breath of the Wild needs to be on that list now. Yes. I meant Link to the Past too. Well, I've or never Link tried Between that Worlds. One. Well, that's a good one too. So I, I may be able to get through that one. I, I wouldn't know. No, I would well, not. And the podcast <laughs> audience can't see it. I'm shaking my head because <laughs> Lindsay left out Link to the Past. <laughs> so. I don't like the timeline. I think I've been pretty vocal about so, that. So okay, so let's. I think I think it we takes should away get some into of the this. fantasy. Um, why would anyone like the timeline? Why would anyone want continuity of this kind to exist? Right, because we're seeing this right now in the movies. Like 
the mainstream is into this timeline of like the Marvel movies, each being interconnected and not always in ways that affect the story materially. So I think what happened is now we can all agree. It's fun to talk about fan theories. Sure. We literally are making a podcast about the plot of video games and having deep discussions of them. So I think on some level... I agree, except on the deep part. (laughs) Chris is like, I try to be shallow. I try to be really shallow. So I think it's fun to talk about, oh, these games link together. Like, Sterling, your point about how you think Majora's Mask could connect to Twilight Princess is a really fun theory. Well, just to interject real fast, the official timeline has an asterisk at the end that says... No, this is going to be making mad. I know what that the timeline is. can be interpreted in a number of ways and may change depending on the new discoveries that have come to light discoveries. and <laughs> on the player's imaginations. Why make an official timeline if you don't want it to be official? That's my point. You know what I mean? Why make mm. an official? That would be like me in a classroom posting rules and saying, these are the rules. But like, if you don't want to follow them, you don't have to. Why would I make okay, them then? So, okay, as someone who is not that invested in there being a timeline, my explanation would be, they're saying, if you look at these games as needing to have some kind of structure, here is one that, as far as we can find, based on playing these games again, because, you know, they mentioned new discoveries. I'm assuming that means literally the employees of Nintendo <laughs> being like, oh, shit. I they like ref- to referenced Wind Waker in Twilight Princess. <laughs> There's a whole department just yeah. dedicated to replaying Zelda games and looking for possible ways they <laughs> link like, together. Why did we put the hammer in this game? It's the like, continuity department. You know what? You know what? We've, uh, we need to re-re-re-remaster <laughs> this one game. Because that's in a different timeline. We've got to change the way change. the loot looks. <laughs> yep. So, okay, my point was that it's a fun discussion to have. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I would imagine it was a discussion happening a lot on the internet. Like, people being like, this game could be linked to this game. Well, if you had to come up with a timeline, what would your timeline be? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I think this and that. And Nintendo probably looked at it, because Nintendo <sighs> Nintendo has a very wide range of quality and decision-making. <laughs> sure. And I think Nintendo looked at that and said, I guess the fans want an official timeline. I, I, mean, I think that is literally what happened. Right? And they found out, well, they were like, well, we could sell it in a $50 book. We bought it. So, <laughs> so well, that's why I think... We did like, not pay 50 for it, though. There are so many things that make these games not fit with each other that I really do think this is just them saying, this is a plausible timeline. We're not putting these games in this order because we think it enhances the story. We're putting it there because it's the only possible configuration that could make sense, maybe. But why would they need to? If it's not if it's not official, then mm-hmm. the official department doesn't need to make it. Well, I mean, I think it's just maybe a PR thing. Because mm-hmm. here we that, are talking right. about it. Well yeah. the thing is the people that want it are happy about it. The people that aren't really like into the story and are just there to have like a fun game and a fun experience don't care what it is because whatever yeah but like nobody except us i guess are really like upset about are we acknowledging like... <laughs> that we're we're just creating an issue that doesn't exist <laughs> well okay so i've said that I, I think this is just one plausible answer like one answer to a puzzle there could be many mm-hmm. but what i want to know your opinion on is why do you think people get invested in continuity when it doesn't materially, like, let's assume that it doesn't materially affect 
um, storytelling that maybe could stand on its own. Okay. Because so I think there's something there. I think it helps increase your emotional investment. So if you pick up Wind Waker and you really loved Ocarina of Time, you might say, oh man, the Hyrule I knew is underwater. How cool yeah. is that? So your past emo- emotional investment pays off more yes. now. So are you, do you have more on that? Okay, my thought is it gives the writers something more to work with. Witcher 3 is one of my favorite oh my games of all time. <laughs> and I never played Witcher 1 or Witcher 2 before playing that. And when I played Witcher 3, the world was already so robust because of all the work that the previous two games oh, had put I into see. it. I... And so you have already a mythos. You have a history. You have a world that already exists that you can work with, with Lego blocks that you can move around. So you're kind of saying, like... Maybe not necessarily there has to be an order to the continuity, but maybe the elements existing there makes it easier to create more robust world building? Yeah, you can use that to supplement your own narratives that you're creating in the stories. Because there's so much work done. Right. So I think my point would be that it's more limiting to say you have to work within these preset narrative options. I think... Majora's Mask happened because they were like, well, we'll just take this character and then completely subvert everything. Like, they didn't use... They reused all of the assets, Mm -hmm. but they said we're just subverting everything. And then the most creative Zelda games are the ones that, I think, use distinctly new things. Like, Wind Waker is very creative, and it only uses the mythology. Or Breath of the Wild, which does use the basic setting of the map, but does a lot of mm-hmm. new things. I mean, the only the only Zelda game that really uses the timeline is Skyward Sword, right? Like it, it needs in a very to, deliberate fashion. Yeah, maybe link between worlds. Yeah, so I, I mean, think some, like, they connect in pairs sometimes. Yeah, if your point would be that it makes for a more dense world, I think I've played plenty of very dense games that don't have a pre-existing mythology. There are lots of, I mean, Dragon Age Origins is. There's a lot going on in the mythology there. There are lots of games where there's lots written down about it because if the creators aren't limited to a pre-existing mythology or timeline, they can just do whatever I mean, they long, want. As long as they create the illusion of that. Yes. Right? Like in Star Wars, yeah. they reference like the Clone Wars and you're like, I don't know what that is, but it sounds heavy. Yes. Like, Plus, you don't have to have a direct timeline to use building blocks. They could still take aspects of the mythology and say, here's a parallel thing. Right. But all I'm saying is that as the mythology is developed across all the games, those get to be part of these building blocks that they can use. They can be like, oh, wow, that event happened in this game, and it happened in it, and there's a different event that happened in these games, oh, and they come together to make a bigger story thread that you can play on. So Sterling is talking about it from the craft perspective. Like, you save work. Like the way you would like, reference like, something. Well, like you have a writing prompt. Yeah. Kind of, you know what I mean? So you think the timeline is meaningful because it can link to events. And yeah. the linking to events makes them more important? It's not necessarily more important. It's just there seems to be more material to work on. And if you're interested in it, you can go back and reference it in these previous games. But it's there as a homage if you will to mm-hmm. previous games but also that like here's part of the history here's 
like the game that you're playing right now, and you're getting to make new history with it. I still think I take it as, I like it as a mythology. Like, if you think about a lot of media we consume, it references myths, especially Greek mythology is a very common trope in modern stories. I don't read that and say, this is meaningful because, you know, this really happened. Prometheus really stole fire, so this is meaningful. And And I think there's a little bit of a selection bias here because I think all three of us are interested in looking at a work and then figuring out, you know, what feelings that work is imparting to us mm-hmm. based on what's there, right? Yes. Whatever whatever steps it needs to take to do that, you know, the legitimacy of those steps may be less important. I don't know. Yeah. But th- I think there is a, a whole um, maybe interest, like a field of interest of people for whom games can create an experience kind of like real world mythology where um here's here's an example like when i was a kid right and i grew up on hindu mythology mm. and i got this comic book as a kid it was a, ba- a comic book based on mythology and it was about these two characters and one was this very vain very arrogant uh archer and green arrow he meets no not oh, green arrow okay. <laughs> other famous indian figure <laughs> <laughs> um, he meets this monkey who's like uh he, the monkey's just making fun of him and they get into this argument and they start making these bets and then the monkey's like i bet you can if you shoot no, no the archer's like i'll shoot an arrow into the water if you stand on you'll you, you won't sink because my arrows are strong i don't know why this is a boast of the archer i don't think that has anything to do with him but whatever. <laughs> maybe uh, made he made his kid. own arrows Maybe. He was a Fletcher as well. Maybe. Um, and so this, yes, okay. pretty sure. And so this kind of escalates. And then you find, the monkey realizes, oh, the archer is not a normal person. And the archer realizes, oh, this monkey is not a normal person. Well, no, it's a monkey. And he it, was talking to me. <laughs> and it turns out the archer is Arjun, possibly the most famous mm. archer in all of Indian history. Right. So not and Green Arrow. Not Green Arrow. Not any normal dude. And then the monkey is, of course, Hanuman. The most famous monkey in India, I guess. And so as and a kid, like cool. I was like, okay, well, this monkey intrigues me. So what if I want to learn more about it? Actually, I guess that didn't happen. I knew who Hanuman was. But right. I was like, oh, this dude intrigues me. Let me look into who he is. And then I went and looked. I'm like, fuck, he has a whole history of how he was born. And yeah. like, it like never ends. Because yeah. as a kid, and I'm not saying this to denigrate anyone who still holds this kind of interest because I, I think there's there's fun in it as a kid i thought it was so amazing that when i was done reading the comic book that world still existed for me to go and live in for a little bit and yeah. i could keep peeling that world back and find more and more shit like waiting for me and i for me that happens in parallel situations with Zelda. Uh-huh. it's like okay time to go back into zelda again i i wish I wish I could just relive Zelda and I'm like, oh, I can, but it's going to be slightly different. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of joy out of that as opposed to thinking, how does this directly relate? Yeah. I, again, I'm fine with Wind Waker leading into Spirit Tracks, leading into Phantom Hourglass. That's cool. Mm-hmm. My problem with this is these games clearly weren't written with the intent of being a direct timeline. A lot of these games weren't written with the intention of being in a timeline. And it's fun to have fan theories and discuss, this is what I think that a timeline could be. 
but making an official timeline felt very forced. In terms of what it does to enhance the narrative of yes. any individual game. Yes. I would say, yeah, I think I can I can think of a few Zelda games where referencing at least one other Zelda game is useful to it, but in terms of figuring out where they stand in exact coordinates with each other, yeah, I can see how that's like there's less utility there. Yeah. But I think that that exists. Like I think the desire for that is there because people have finished the last Zelda game and then they're like, I still want to experience Zelda. Yeah. And I've played these games a million times. Time for me to go to Zeldapedia or whatever. Or Hyrulepedia? I don't know. And, you know, still interact with this thing, with this fictional universe. Yeah. And so the timeline is just another facet in that. So are you pro-timeline then, Sterling? Oh, yeah. I've always been pro-timeline. I'm just not pro this timeline. What would you change about this timeline? There's no defeat of the hero. Oh, I see. I think that that's silly. Why? Because I don't, I don't entirely disagree. Mm-hmm. The defeat of the hero doesn't really play into the story. The defeat of the hero is me putting down the controller yeah, and not. Which could happen with any of them. Right, it could happen happens. on any of them. That's how my ocarina yeah. ends. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I think that if you're going to delve into timelines, there really is no purpose to it unless the timelines are a direct part of the story. Yeah, and really, Ocarina of Time gives us two timelines that i'm fine with the child one where he never unleashes like opens up the sacred realm for again to go into and then the adult one where he already did that but does stop him and gains the all the stuff he needs to to go back in the past to stop so him. you feel like the connection between like majora's mask and twilight princess and whatever follows is earned because it feels very direct to something that happened in ocarina of time and the same thing for the Wind Waker timeline. You feel both of those connect very directly to Ocarina of Time, but the Hero Loses timeline is just like, uh, we gotta put these games somewhere. Yeah, that's how I, that's <laughs> that's how I feel about literally it. literally how it feels to me. Okay. That's I, how I feel about all of the timeline. No, yeah, I yeah. think that they could happen, like the ones that they don't know where to put them, could kind of be like Breath of the Wild, so far in the future mm-hmm. that it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Breath of the Wild has large machines that were built up, and then society rose and fell, and then rose and fell again, and so many times that they oh, forgot like about of all the of the technology that there was. Guys, remember when we played Breath of the Wild? Yes, it was a very good game. <laughs> <laughs> Timeline issues, though. Honestly, <laughs> Actually, it's the only one without any time. Yeah, issues. well, okay, so the thing we could get into with Breath of the Wild would be... It does do things to reference other maps and other games. Yeah. All of them at right. once, maybe. Which could be read as you know the writers paying paying homage to it, or you could be like super nerd hat and say, "Ha What are they trying to tell me narratively with these landmarks?" I prefer to say archaeologist hat. Archaeologist hat, the best kind of hat. Yeah. I and yeah and like kind of going <gasps> back to it's an Indiana Jones hat. That's, oh, yes, boy. that was the hat I was referencing. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, an archaeologist hat is a long green uh, triangle. Robin Hood? No, it's Link. Link. Is it Link? Guys. <laughs> okay, cold. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm just picturing Link, but there's like a just... A triangle. Like, like an equilateral triangle. <laughs> Yeah, my hat it has three corners. Okay, so that's a anyway, weird Hebrew school reference. Um, 
I do think that there is like a type of player where they are they're into discovery, right? Mm. And so when you put these detail details like the old hero skeleton guy, and that player finds that and they make that connection to something they found before, I feel like some kind of light goes off in their head. It rewards that. Yeah, and I think that that exists in a lot of different mediums, but with games, because they can be um, experienced non-linearly, it allows them to have these kind of very different kinds of pleasure that occur concurrently and with totally different people experiencing the game, right? Right, and I think that a lot of games will do this through Easter eggs and other kind of things like that. Mm -hmm. So they'll put in little references to... Like in GTA Five, they have the alien spaceship that yeah. comes in. But you know, but for things like that, I think that it rewards a player that gets really invested into the game. And Zelda is attempting to do that through timelines. So, do you think that having an official timeline undermines the sense of personal discovery? Then you mean like having it published? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but every I feel like anything that is hidden now exists uncovered in the internet somewhere. Yeah, but if it's something you discover and you have an opinion on, mm-hmm. it's gray. Oh, so are you saying like with the timeline, people who um, like for them it's fun because they're they're putting they're piecing it together, they're they're seeing this timeline and they're being told they came to the wrong conclusion. I guess, yeah. I, I feel like it's the kind of thing that maybe there is, there shouldn't be a right or wrong, which I know there's an asterisk on the page that says, mm-hmm. mm, this could may not be the right one. Your opinion could be right too. But if that's true, then why did you release an official one? I think it's just that it will be supplemented in the future. This also plays into another one of my theories in that the next Zelda game will try and re- combine the two timelines or all the timelines again just like it'll be a sequel to breath of the wild no i'm thinking it'll happen actually sometime before breath of the wild and the point of it will be to take these three divergent paths and combine them back into like re-thread the rope like re-braid the rope i'm here for it how would you do that? What's your give me any story pitch that could do that? So kind of like in Link to the Past, how you can go between the dark and light world. In this one, you're going to be going between the hero is defeated, the hero is triumphant as a child, and the hero is triumphant as a an adult. World. At what point? Like, what do those three worlds look like? Do we get Water World from Wind Waker? Yeah, you're gonna have Water and Train World from like the hero is triumphant adult. You're going to have the normal, like, Hyrule from uh, Majora's Mask and Twilight Princess. You're going to have the ravaged world of, like, the hero is defeated. What's the impetus for that? Well, I think that there's going to be something, like... Maybe Fee comes back, but no. maybe... Okay. You know, it could be, te- no, it could no. be uh, technology. Yeah, because, I think the technology yeah. will like sense up on like, hey, oh. there are different timelines. And, what if they've you know, lost two of the three Triforces in each timeline? Different timeline. <laughs> you know, that could be right. Yeah, but anyways, the timelines, they're divergent. Some technology happens that lets them figure out that, hey they're going further apart and if they completely unravel then time is gone space is gone we're all screwed and you need to save it and so your goal is to like try and go back in between the worlds and try and fix things so that they will come back together again Mm. 
I mean, that is a common thing in Zelda, is moving between the two overlapping worlds. So doing that with three... It's three divergent timelines. I mean, yeah, Seasons did it with the four seasons. Mm-hmm. Or, was it? Yeah. But all I'm saying is, that's how many we have. <laughs> all I'm trying to say is, there's no reason to make a timeline if they're not going to use it in games somehow. Yes, I think that would be my big gripe as well, is that they made this timeline. I have no issue with people talking with each other and saying, hey, let's like spitball ideas for an official timeline. But I don't love the idea of Nintendo making a timeline just because. It feels like they didn't have a narrative purpose in creating no. this timeline well, for the games. I mean... The cynical answer is they made the timeline because they saw a million threads on the internet and they were like, well, though there's a million people who will buy this book if we put a timeline in it. Yeah. And then they do it. And then they say to make sure that this doesn't, you know, make anyone mad. They say, too late. this is your ima- <laughs> this is imaginary. <laughs> Unlike the Zelda games, which are real. But you know what, though? I will say, I will defend the timeline, which That's is weird. Right. It's weird because I don't care about the timeline, but I'll defend it because, you know, I I appreciate that there are people for whom um, Nintendo is being rewarded for kind of creating very rich worlds. Video game creators in general are being rewarded for thinking about the emotional investment people put into their products. That's a really good point. And I mean... I personally, maybe if it were me being the artist, I would say, haha, I'm gonna pervert everything you love about this because that's <laughs> what art does and that that it pleases me, but because that's why I love Wind Waker. Yes. Right? Is because it has Lake and Zella being like, oh, it kinda sucks being us. It yes. kinda sucks with Hyrule. We should talk about that more later in a different way. We do episode. a Wind Waker episode. Um, have fun, I'll be seeing <laughs> I when they washed away Hyrule, I was like, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> but, it was Amazing. Yeah, so spoilers for that episode, which will spoil Wind Waker anyways. Spoilers, there's a flood in Wind Waker. <laughs> uh, but anyway... There's uh, a Hyrule in a Zelda game. I, I do think that one of the many impetus for creating the kinds of worlds we love to explore in Breath of the Wild is the fact that there is this huge slice of people who, be it Star Wars or... Zelda or whatever, Dark Souls, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah, definitely. Game of Thrones. Um, they, for them, the the drama is only part of the equation. For the other part, it is everything in that sandbox that is used. There's to make a, the a drama. hunger for knowledge about this universe. Yes. Because it almost feels real. Yes. And the more you know, the more real you can make it for yourself. Yes. And for some people, I'm not saying that those people are like delusional or something I'm but i'm saying in, in the way that souls. maybe some people like to connect to the fake drama that exists for a little bit of their day those people don't care maybe as much or in addition to the drama they also care about the physical presence of themselves or um as an academic researcher in this imaginary world yeah so okay closing thoughts what aspects do you guys feel like every Legend of Zelda game must have? Like of the continuity? You must have a Zelda? Continuity or like the tropes or like the mythology. Like what, hmm. if, if you're starting a skeleton writing for a Zelda game, what are thematic elements or literal characters that you think have to be in this game? Like the minimum. Silent protagonist. 
Without staring, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Does he, does he talk in any of the games? Yes. No. It's implied that he talks in Skyward Sword. He talks in Wind Waker. He says, come on. Oh, yeah. When you control the little statues. Oh, yeah. He does talk. And technically, in Breath of the Wild and a couple other games, you do get the choice to say, like, no, or yes. Look at what I have. Yeah. yeah. But, like, Breath of the Wild, still one of my favorite so, games. Yeah. It, it acknowledges uh, in Zelda's diary that Link is silent because he's doesn't want to burden other people with his own problems, so he's a listener rather than a talker. Yeah. So that lets you get into the head of of Link yeah. and be like, yeah, you know, I have my own problems, but I'm helping other people. So okay, so when you think Zelda, you're like silent protagonist. So it's not the yeah. fact that he's stoic, it's that you like, it's not even the silent protagonist thing that you like, it's the idea of Link being a body for you to inhabit yeah an avatar yeah that's fair hey how about you chris um i always felt like when i was a kid that one of the key points of what was so interesting about zelda to me was that i always felt like link was in over his head and i always this is something i liked about wind waker too is that link was always smaller than a lot of the enemies Mm -hmm. and i always felt like link was not that cool you know what i mean like he is Barely getting by, and he's he's tackling something much bigger than he, he is. He's generally an outcast. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, in Ocarina, he's literally a human left to grow up with fairies. The Kokiri, which are essentially elves that never age. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like he hits the size they are as a child. Yeah. And, like, are they like adults? I, I think they're like Keebler elves. Yeah. Oh. They just always look like that. So so to Except me. Except without the cookies. I think... <laughs> so not as good. I, I just think the big thing is whether Link, even I say he, but you know, it could be any character, even if it's not someone named Link. Zelda is such an archetypical story to me, and I think the big thing that it always has is that Link is basically a hobbit, right? Like in terms of the role in the story he plays, he's yeah. an unlikely hero. And I think they kind of do that in Breath of the Wild a little bit too, because Link starts off naked and with nothing. And to me, that's like the big... That's they like tell the it a little more thing. mechanically than they yes. do literally. And I also think another big thing of Zelda, and I don't know if maybe it needs to be in every game, but I like that it acknowledges that there are key virtues of the world, and most of them don't exist in you. One yeah. of them does, but one of them exists in your greatest rival, an enemy, Yeah. and one of them exists in someone that you want to help, they have something that was often don't beyond your reach. Exactly. Both. Like, I think that's is it interstation and yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, I think it's very important that Link does not possess all three of these traits. That's cool. I so for me, the thing I love about the Zelda games is the sense of mythology. I love that's an ironic answer. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, the the reincarnation aspect. Uh huh. The feeling that this has all happened before and it will happen again. And you're just some guy. So I guess I'm kind of like you. Mm-hmm. There's this great mythology that's happened and is happening and will keep on happening. Yeah. And you just happen to be born during this round of this oh, yeah. grand like mythological cycle. Like all of all of them. But like in Wind Waker, you specifically put on those clothes yes. to imitate Link. Yes. Which kind of makes Wind Waker... Remember how we talked about how in Breath of the Wild, you're kind of like seeing the past you as this character that you aspire to be? Yes. And that you're not him anymore? Yes. So in a sense, that is kind of like 
rerunning that idea from Wind Waker about you putting on the clothes of a hero, but you're not really him just yet. Right. And you want to become whatever this idealized version of a hero is. I think it's so... I, I'm a sucker for, like, the chosen hero mm-hmm. story. The and anything stealing. with the magic sword. Or, or, oh, magic yeah. swords are or my li- jam. living up to the archetype. Yes. Yeah, so I guess, okay, magic sword. doesn't have to be the master sword. I'm not too opposed to the sword that makes you split into four. Like the goddess sword I was cool with, even though it is the master sword. Magic sword has to be in a Zelda game. Yeah, I and think in Zelda one it is just a magic sword. Okay, yeah, that's fine. And I'm gonna go back because I was joking about the sign and protagonist, though I do think it's important. Oh, I think that's a legitimate answer. I was gonna say a sense of exploration. Because without So that, Skyward Sword. Oh my gosh. Skyward Sword <laughs> just dropped the ball. But I think really what the creator of Zelda was going for when he made the first one in 86 was to recreate the feeling he got when he was going out in rural Japan and exploring caves. And, you know, that made it for a really fun game. So you think that is the heart of the series because that is the sensation that drove the creation of it. Yeah, I agree with Sterling. No, I totally do. Because... Like, I think it ties into what I was thinking, because when you're a child and you go into an adult-sized opening of some kind, like, Mm -hmm. you're traveling the adult world, everything feels huge and mysterious to you. And I I think that's one of the reasons why Breath of the Wild maybe spoke to me so much is because it did remind me of playing Zelda 1, which reminded me of just being in a place I didn't understand and, like, you know, kind of discovering it from a child's point of view. And I, th- I mean, all of these games definitely have those elements, some better and worse. We didn't talk about Link's Awakening at all. It's such a good game. Yeah, how does that fit into the timeline? I think it literally... Is anywhere. it listed? Yeah, it's right after Link to the Past. Yeah. Oh, even, okay. Even when the game came out, it like had the same cover as Link to the Past, so you're supposed to like I, associate. I don't yeah. really know about... Oh, that's a good game. Yeah, it is a good game, and it's a big... Uh, it's kind of like a Mario 2 ending. Yeah, it was all a dream. It really was just all a dream. Literally, I mean, that is the premise um, of the game: is you are stuck in a dream. I think you if would it's love titled the story. Awakening. They they are not. I think you should play it. The story of that game. It's all about like if games are not real, why are you attached to them? Really? That's what the story of the game is. Or I guess we'll have to do that for the podcast. Love, you, you, like you actually get into like a love story with like a character oh. who is not real and. It, like in the world of Zelda, oh it's just gosh. a figment of your imagination. Yeah, it, it really is a great game. But when it comes to the history of Hyrule, this is all it says, and I will read it verbatim. Link's Awakening. The hero departs on a training journey and washes ashore on Koholint Island. That's it. But that doesn't happen. <laughs> That's it. No, because you okay. So you start the game on your little boat. Okay. You wash up on the island. You find you realize like midway through you're in a dream. You you have to wake up this thing called the windfish to get yourself out of the dream. That's how I wake up every you, morning. You wake up the windfish at the end after fighting like your nightmares of like Ganon and other characters. You awaken on your boat and then you see the windfish overhead. So you're like, whoa, maybe the windfish gave me that dream or wow. something. Wow. And the character that you kind of like talk to and stuff who like rescues you. She shows up in Ocarina of Time, which is really weird. Yeah, Malon. Her and her dad, Malon. Oh, and the, the they're from Link's Awakening. Malon Ranch. Malon Ranch girl. Yeah. yeah, there was those. They even have the same designs. She's not Zelda though. She's not Zelda. So I could never, I could never like root for Link and her. 
well, I was always rooting for Urbosa and Link, but... Urbosa is so amazing. She don't need no man. Well, yeah, I, like, I don't want her to be with anyone. Wow, that's cruel. No, she's so good. Like, I... Link's not even good enough for her. Are you saying companionship is a weakness? No. Because Mifa would beg to differ. I thought you were going to say because Mia would beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I just think Urbosa is... I don't think Link could keep up with Urbosa. Zelda is exactly Link's speed. Which is not an insult because I, I think Link and Zelda are great characters. So we took a really good look at the timeline, whether we need it or not, how it contributes to our narratives, how much mm-hmm. we like it or dislike it. Yeah. I think I'm a little more yeah. I'm a little more pro timeline than I was at the beginning of the episode. And I'm a little bit more anti-timeline. Good. And we keep no, me bound to the that universe. Way. Wait, I started that way. <laughs> and then I got more pro timeline. And now I'm now I'm centered. I'm like Sterling. Centered, like Buddha. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I think I am pro existence of a timeline. I'm anti this timeline. Though I would be pro this timeline if they do my theory for consolidating the three timelines again. I'm pro asterisks at the bottom of this timeline. I bet our listeners are thinking, I didn't know the timeline was something to be against or for. <laughs> I feel like this podcast manufactured this controversy no, to create conversations. People are sitting at home and they saw the title of this podcast and they went in their closet and got out their t-shirts that said, down with Zelda timeline <laughs> or... Pro Zelda timeline. Yeah, or Edward. Edward. Fun, Team finally, yes. player versus plot will settle this <laughs> debate for me. Finally, I'll know what to think. <laughs> yeah, it's are you pro timeline or anti timeline? So I was like, is that going to be on the ballot? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, guys, go vote. <laughs> yes. It's like, that's not an issue in my district. <laughs> Even if it's December, remember next November. <laughs> Someone's listening to this on like November 30th. They're like, shit. Better luck next time. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I forgot something at the beginning of this month. Yeah. Oh, God. That would be awful. Well, whether you're pro or anti Zelda timeline, feel free to write into us with your personal thoughts and feelings, with your personal timeline, or with another topic you'd like us to cover relating to a video game plot. Yeah. And Lindsay, you check you check all the emails personally. So make sure you tell us how stupid we all are, um, <laughs> why we're wrong. Just send all those emails right to Lindsay. Right over to me. She'll take care of them. Yeah, and if you have any fan theories, send them to me because it's, it's all one email address. Well, yeah. no, just to say, hey Sterling, check out this fan theory, and I'll be like, gotcha. If you could address your emails the way people address real letters, like care of or attention, that would be helpful. I like to pretend I'm a little old grandma when I use things. It's like when someone texts you and starts with, Dear Lindsay. I'm like, oh, this is a text. And if you have any pictures of Prince Sidon that I have not seen, mm. send them right over here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can find us on social media, both Instagram and Twitter at Player versus Plot. That's Player vs. Plot. And you can always reach us by email as well at playerversusplot at gmail.com. And on our website at playerversusplot.com. <laughs> <laughs>